Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Amazing Maine podcast. I'm Scott, your host, and in this podcast, I'm going to talk about everything that makes the northeasternmost state in the USA a special place. We're going to talk about interesting history, great places, distinctive food, fascinating businesses, and a lot of strange cultural things that make Maine a very unique place. I'll be putting up episodes every other week, and I'm really looking forward to sharing my adopted home state with all of you. So if you live in Maine, you've vacationed here, or just curious about the only monosyllabically named state in the Union, then this podcast is for you. Or maybe you just want to hear an out-of-work, middle-aged guy struggle with the technical concepts of podcasting. In that case, this is definitely the podcast for you. So please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Our first episode is already available. The podcast is on Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Also, please connect with us on social media. Search Facebook for Amazing Maine Podcast and like our page. Look us up on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AmazingMainePod. And if you would like to contact me directly, please send me an email to AmazingMainePodcast at gmail.com. I'm looking for ideas, suggestions, and any kind of feedback you may have. Thank you for listening. A friend of mine showed me how to use Google Maps. I'm sure you've seen it. It lets you use satellite images to look at locations all over the world. A few years ago, I was in a car accident. Since then, I really don't leave the house that often. It's difficult. And the idea of seeing a car drive past me makes me feel lightheaded. I was fascinated by the fact that I could see all over the world, almost like being there. I could virtually walk down the streets and it almost felt like I was really there. I became instantly hooked. It gave me a real eye of the world. I could go to almost any major city, and I did. I'd seen the streets in China, Japan, Germany, England, so many places. I'd even gone to tourist attractions like the Great Barrier Reef and Dracula's Castle. My favourite was to go to random places in major cities and see how many people and animals I could find. The faces of people were always blurred to protect their privacy, but it was still enjoyable to see them out there, enjoying their life, walking like it was no big deal. It was on this night in Tokyo that a random woman caught my eye. She must have good taste. 
I zoomed in closer to look at her grey bag that she carried on a grey and purple shoulder strap. She was walking in a relaxed manner with one hand trailing the wall behind her. I bet if I could see her face, I bet it would have been smiling. I began to feel a little sad. I let my hands fall onto the arms of my wheelchair and looked at her for a minute more. I wish I could be there, walking so carefree with her. But that won't happen. Not until I died. Until then, I was stuck in this chair. I sighed and zoomed out of Tokyo. Enough of this for tonight. I turned off the computer and went to bed. I got up early and decided to look around Paris. Paris is always fun. I liked the look of the city with all the old, beautiful buildings and so many people to watch. I randomly zoomed to an area and saw a street lined with old brick buildings. There were a few small shops and an old tan brick church. Ahead was an intersection and dozens of people walking by. A balding businessman walked quickly past, looking back at an old woman with her hair covered with a scarf and carrying a large purse. A curvy woman in black pants that were too tight stared into a store window, and two women led a small group of children around the corner. I spun the view around a few more times and then saw something peculiar. Sitting on the bench at a bus stop were two people. One of them was a young woman with her feet stuck in front of her in a relaxed manner. She was wearing a pair of red sneakers, much like my own. I was startled for a moment as I noticed the black pants, white t-shirt and black hooded jacket. Her dark brown hair was tied loosely behind her head. A grey bag sat on the bench beside her, the shoulder strap still hooked over her shoulder. This is crazy. It can't possibly be the same woman. This is a different country, different continent even. How could it be her? This was stupid. It wasn't if these were live photographs. They were taken ahead of time and then stored. It's not like she was in two places at once. She could be just a traveller. Besides, without seeing her face, it was impossible to tell if it was the same person. Brown hair was probably the most common hair colour in the world. Those red sneakers were something I had purchased myself online. I'm sure a million of other people did too. I shook my head and went to fix some lunch. When I got back online, I decided to look at Berlin. I picked a random street as usual. It looked pretty empty. There were brick buildings lining the streets, looking more like factories than anything else. There were also empty lots, full of long grass and piled gravel. There wasn't much to see at all, really. There was a line of motorbikes and a car with two German flags sticking up from it. After more searching, I found one kid. 
He looks like he was dressed for school, a jacket thrown over his bag. He was intently looking at some kind of mobile device. I was disappointed. I started to leave, but then something caught my eye. I turned the view and there they were. Those damned red sneakers. She was standing on a street corner next to some kind of signpost. She had a hand on the post looking down the street, as if waiting to cross the street. I stared in shock. How could she be there too? Even if she was travelling, there's no way I would find her every time. Even finding her in Paris would have been one heck of a coincidence. But this? This was crazy. Was this some kind of joke? Had Google decided to play a prank on its users that used their product so much? It would have been a great joke. I did a quick search looking for a note about a woman that shows up like Waldo. There was nothing. I looked through articles on strange things that you can see on Google Maps, but none of them mentioned the woman that travels the world with you. This was crazy. Had my self-imposed isolation driven me mad? Had I become so lonely that I created a hallucination for myself? Leaving the Berlin image on my screen, I sent a text message to a friend, asking her to look at the locations. I asked her if she saw the same woman. Then I waited, hands sweating and heart thumping in my chest. I jumped when my phone beeped with a return text message ten minutes later. The text read, I see the lady you're talking about in Berlin but I don't see her in Paris or Tokyo. Is this some kind of game or what? Are you okay? I didn't respond, instead returning to the locations in Tokyo and Paris. And there she was. She was there, but it was different. She no longer sat at the bus stop bench in Paris. She was now standing in front of it, looking for something in her bag. In Tokyo, she was blocks away from where she was last time, squatting down to pet a cat. I shivered. Who was she? What was happening? I switched the map to Brussels. It was another city street. It was lined with old-looking buildings with shops on the ground level and what I guessed was apartments above. I quickly scanned the streets, and they were empty, other than a stocky woman in a bright blue sweater. I did a second sweep. She wasn't there. I sighed in relief. I couldn't believe I was getting so worked up about this. It was nothing but a coincidence. Fuck. I stopped. My eyes froze on the screen. There was a building at the point of the fork in the road. It was white, with a black ironwork-framed balcony jutting out from the second floor. I hadn't seen her as I was looking at the sidewalks. But there she was, standing on the balcony, her head tilted in the direction of the camera, almost like she was looking towards me. 
my breath caught in my throat. I switched to Sydney. She was leaning against the wall inside a doorway of a bright blue building. London showed her getting ready to step onto a red double-decker bus. Her head turned to look over her shoulder. She was everywhere I looked. She stood on a brick sidewalk on a bridge in Venice. She walked across a yellow-barreled crosswork in Zurich. And in Hong Kong, she stood outside a McDonald's eating a cheeseburger. In each picture, she came closer and closer to look directly at me with her blurred-out face. My heart felt like a terrified bird. It was slamming around inside my chest. I couldn't quite catch my breath. I wasn't sure what to do. I couldn't call the police. Should I send the screenshots to Google? I clenched my fist tightly and closed my eyes. Who was she and why was she following me? Or was I following her? I wish I could see the expression on her face to know what she saw when she looked right back at me. I wanted to get out of the chair and run. Why is it that the only thing that made me feel free again was the thing that made me feel even more trapped? But I had to know. I typed in the name of my apartment complex. I could see the outside of the building. The parking lot was full of cars and there were a few blurred out children in the playground. I searched everywhere for her. She wasn't in the parking lot or on the sidewalks, not hiding between the buildings or standing in the playground. I even scanned each of the cars, behind the bushes and even in the blurred windows. She wasn't there. I curled tightly around myself and laid my head down on the desk. This place was safe. I didn't leave the apartment anyway. I would never use Google Maps again. I would never see her again. She could stand at the park for all I cared. I smiled to myself and was surprised to find a tear slipping down my face. I'm safe. It felt good to say it out loud. I am safe. As I said it, there was a knock at the door. A chill ran down my spine. I had a camera hooked to my computer that showed who was at the front door. This made it easier for me with my mobility issues. I slowly reached for the control to show me who was outside, but my hand trembled furiously. As I touched the control, I realised my mistake. The last of the Google images that I'd seen, they only showed me the outside of the building. Just the outside. I looked at the screen and saw a woman in a white t-shirt, black pants and black hooded jacket. She was carrying a grey bag with a purple and grey striped shoulder strap. Of course, there were those red sneakers. She looked directly at the camera, her face still a complete blur. As I tried not to scream, she raised a hand and knocked loudly on my front door. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.